Who do you want to be as a leader? What are the blind spots you're missing? If you had a magic wand and you could change anything about your workplace, what would you do with it? These are the kinds of questions we explore on Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt. I'm a keynote speaker, emotional intelligence coach, and leadership trainer who partners with executives and emerging leaders who want to achieve extraordinary results for themselves and their organizations. You're in the right place if you're ready to cultivate the self-awareness to be the leader you were born to be. Let's go on this journey together. Welcome to Inspirational Leadership. I'm your host, Kristen Harcourt, and I'm excited to do another solo episode with you today. And the topic that I wanted to speak with everyone today is around how to create more life-work integration. And you'll notice I didn't start with work-life integration or work-life balance. I've intentionally chosen the words and the order Because my experience is we always talk about work-life balance. Why does work always come first? Words matter. And even the fact that we're talking about that work is more important and then comes life, I'm trying to flip that on its head and change it. And so today I want to talk a little bit around what does like life work integration look like? You know, what do I notice with a lot of the leaders that I work with in terms of the common themes and barriers? And again, why I use the word integration, I like to say integration, harmony. I think balance can be a very loaded word. It can also sometimes set us up for defeat if there's this belief that we're somehow going to find this ideal balance. And from my perspective, it's you're not really going to get into a balance, but you're going to learn how to integrate everything. You're going to find a rhythm. And in sometimes for work, there might be more, there might be sprints that are happening, but then other times there's recovery. And so you're making sure that you're integrating everything and making very conscious choices so that it's in alignment for you. So what are some of the things that I notice? I notice that a lot of leaders and specifically the individuals that I work with are high performers, high achievers. They want to do well. They care about work. They are ideally working in careers that are a fit for them, uh, allows them to be in their zone of genius, or depending on where they are in their career trajectory, it could be earlier on and they're still kind of figuring out. And I'm also a promoter of it doesn't have to be linear. And so uh, again, but individuals who do care about their work that they're doing, asking themselves questions around impact and calling and purpose and wanting to work for organizations that are aligned with their values. And quite often where the struggles happen with the the life work integration is not necessarily, and sometimes not necessarily the organization, but it's around them and how they're making choices and decisions. And then there can be another part that is related to the organization. And that's sometimes about having um, very important, courageous, daring conversations. And so with the high performers and hyperachievers that I work with is one of the things that can happen is because they are high performers, they are very, uh, enjoy the work that they do so, so much. They are very driven. They're very ambitious. And so it can sometimes be hard to say yes to themselves 
and, and service to what they truly want, because there is so much attached to who they are at work. And, and I'll get into that in a little bit more detail as I expand on this. So what I want to talk to you about today are what are some of those actions that you can take in order to be able to create more integration? And the first place I want to start with is by getting clear on your values and what is truly important to you. My experience when I go to speaking engagements and do training and speak to a whole bunch of leaders, quite often when I ask them, are you clear about your core values? A lot of people in that room say, no, I'm not sure about my core values. I haven't actually spent time uh, and energy and in reflection to be introspective and even ask themselves, what are the, the, the values and the things that matter most to them? When you get clear on your values and what matters most to you, it's much easier to honor the commitment you are making to yourself because it starts to feel uncomfortable and out of alignment when you're not honoring those values. So you might have heard sometimes with your organization, you have those values of the organization, and hopefully it's a culture where you are living and breathing those values. But you as an individual are going to have your own core values. And just to share for myself for a second, if I were to talk about my top five core values, they would be authenticity, courage, growth mindset, equality, and making sure that I am living and breathing those uh, day in and day out. And values can be a whole bunch of other things too: generosity, integrity, fun, adventure, creativity, playfulness. So the more that you're clear on what those values are, the easier it is to make conscious choices to make sure you're honoring them and holistically in all parts of your life, both work and personal. And then when it comes to having healthy boundaries, my experiences with a lot of leaders, they are saying yes to things that should actually be no. And the better you get at recognizing what is actually true for you, and then only saying yes to things that are really yeses, and when something is a no, honoring that. So it might be, I cannot work on the weekend. I cannot meet that deadline. I'm going to need a couple more days because realistically, you know what you've got going on in your world. And if you're going to say yes to that deadline, it means you're saying no to yourself. And so it's starting to get really clear around what do you want your boundaries to look like? What's most important? So as an example, I'll work with some leaders where they get clear around their boundaries. Well, you know what? I want to make sure that I'm clocking off every day at five o'clock or six o'clock or seven o'clock. There's not one right time. It's not a one size fits all, but it's getting clear around what you want that boundary to look like. It might look like I am going to not look at my emails on the weekends and I'm going to completely unplug, or it might be, I will just look on Sunday evening. Uh, it might be, I am committing to doing no more than 60, 65 hours a week, unless there's a specific deadline specific thing that's going on where I'm willing to do that sprint and make sure that there's recovery afterwards. So getting really clear on your boundaries helps you to be able to make better decisions around that life work integration. And there is no one size fits all for this. One person's might look like 35, 40 hours. Another person might say, you know, my boundaries are, I'm, I want to be working 65, 70 hours a week, no right or wrong, but what's true for you. 
And then it's about sometimes having daring conversations, courageous conversations, and asking for what you need. And that might mean saying no to friends and family when they're asking you to do something and you just know you need to have some rest uh, on the weekend to recover from the sprint that you had. That might mean talking to your boss and saying that you need to delegate some work that you have too much on your plate right now and that you're feeling under-resourced and that your long your hours are too long and in order to be able to have healthier boundaries you're, and be able to have a healthier life work integration that you are going to have to get some more resources that might mean having a conversation with a significant other and saying you know I'm noticing that I'm not having enough time for myself and my self-care. So I'm going to need your help. And so it's getting really clear around what are your needs and asking for those needs, both personally and professionally. And then it's about redefining what does success look like for you? My experience is when I do this in coaching with a lot of leaders, they realize that they are striving for, they are running after a definition of success that's not actually their own. That definition might be a cultural definition. That definition might be coming from family and friends, from parents, from teachers, a lot of conditioning. And so they start to realize that, oh, I'm, I'm trying to chase, I'm trying to climb this ladder. And actually it's not what I want. Success might look like being able to have time for my family. Success might look like making sure I'm doing work that's connected to my purpose. Success look might look like making sure that you have time on your calendar uh, every week and every month to be doing activities that are joy-filling, soul-filling for you, recreational activities, spending time with family and friends, doing dinners out, making sure that you're not working in the evenings after the kids go to bed. Again, not one definition of success. All of us have a different definition of success. And the clearer you are on what that looks like for you, the easier it is to take actions that are aligned with that. And then also the behaviors that are connected to that. And another thing that I want to emphasize that I see with a lot of the high achievers, the uh, individuals who are high performers, wonderful quality, uh, that ambition is amazing. I promote that. I am also very driven and ambitious. And yet there can be times where your identity is too built into your job and your work. And so when you start to take a step back and you're not engaging as much there, now all of a sudden it feels like it's, it's hard. You start to feel like you are not, you're not, don't feel as much uh, a sense of worthiness. You don't feel like you're enough because too much of that validation is coming from your work and you're doing and staying busy. And I talk always about the fact that we have this glorification of busy. And so if you're not doing and you're not achieving that you're somehow some somehow not enough. And so is getting unhooked from that story that you might not even realize is operating unconsciously in the backgrounds and is making it harder for you to be saying yes to more of the things in life as opposed to constantly um, making it so the pendulum is going too far on the other side when it comes to work. 
And so this is where I talk about you're not a human doing, you're a human being. So who are you being in the world? This doesn't mean that we're going to let go of the doing. Yes, you still get to be striving for excellence, but it's coming from a different place. It's coming from an inspired energy, inspired action, as opposed to when scarcity is operating in the background. So these are some suggestions I have for you as you create more space for some stillness and self-reflection, you can think about some of the items that I have shared with you today when it comes to creating more life work integration and what are the answers for you? Because only you truly have the answers because you are unique. And the answer for you is not going to be the same answer for somebody else, but creating that space for introspection allows you to make choices that will feel more in alignment. And this is where you not only feel successful, your definition of success, but then you also feel the fulfillment and the well-being, and it's not sacrificing one or the other. Uh, there was a great study that was done that was talking about um, a book with a, a nurse that was talking to people as they were dying and the regrets. And nobody said, I wish I had worked more. The regret was, I wish I had worked less, or I wish I had been more authentic and conscious with my choices. So I would love to hear your thoughts around what resonates most with you in this discussion. And I uh, always like to let people know I'm very active on social media. So come connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, this, the inspirational leadership is a community and I'm wanting to create a movement of leaders that are being conscious like this and really operating from both head and heart. Um, so come connect on the website. You can subscribe to the inspirational leadership community where there you'll be able to hear all of the different episodes, but other resources as well. And, uh, and that's, that's at kristenharcourt.com. And as always love hearing from you. And if this resonated with you, please share with others, uh, subscribe to the channel. And as always, wherever you are in the world, I'm saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sending tons of love. Bye-bye. Please remember that meaningful change requires space and grace. Practice self-compassion and become the ripple. As you transform yourself, you transform your workplace and the people around you.